practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. I, um, I'm just like, you just had those days where you're just like an empty husk. And just oh, like. Yeah. Sadly, I wish I, I wish I couldn't say most. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm inspired other days <laughs> ever. But I'm just saying today I was just like a mollusk. And I was just like, just <laughs> fighting. And we like, I was just, we were really busy yesterday and I got a lot going on. And I was like, is that it? Because I've felt fried before. Like, I've felt tired from stuff, but that's not it. It's like, I feel homicidal. I feel an unreasonable rage, and I couldn't place it. And the only thing I can think of, and I got it under wraps for the most part. Well, no, for all parts in that sense, but... Well, that's you're sharpening two butcher knives against each other. (laughs) Right. I think it's... As I'm looking at you. I think it's because I didn't have a Diet Coke today. That's the only difference I can think of. Ooh, I've had a Diet oh Coke goodness. every day except for today for the last week. And you got the mom you got your mom friend blues? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't have a Diet Coke in my minivan. I didn't have a backup. <laughs> I got the mom's friend I got the Joan blues. <laughs> that is a Joan a Joan a Joan <laughs> issue. Henning, Henning, you missed uh, you missed a little, a little bit of my woes. I'm missing about... I'm missing my aspartame today. You like diet. the diet, huh? I was telling Casey no, I couldn't no place. Sugar. I couldn't place. No, come here, Ruby. Sorry, we're gonna take a Ruby break. Um, okay, that's totally fine. Always come here, baby, before bedtime. Come here. Hey, come say, dude. Oh, yeah. Can you clap and start us off? You know how to clap. Oh, ho, ho, matching pacifiers. Oh, double duty. There we go. Don't touch the mic. The double double, double do- duty. Look at Uncle Han and Uncle Casey and Harvey. <laughs> Can you scoot Harv over a little bit? you see Harvey? Sure. Uh, hi. hi. You going to say hi? Oh, there we go. Easy. Who's that? Uh, hi. Hi. Hi, Arby. Talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Do so we need to be liberated? Take it one sec. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Aunt Ruby is the, the cutest Gerber baby. She is cute, right? She looks a she, little. She belongs on a billboard. <laughs> she looks a little um, Deutschlandian, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's perfect, let's let's call perfect it, blonde, rosy cheeks. Let's call it as we call the it. The ears and blues up blue eyes. Yeah. This <laughs> is like yeah, this is the baby you see like oh, they're so cute and then you hear of their life and you're like, "Oh god. <laughs> what have they done?" Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, sweet. Your life's going to be great. Uh, let's see. Clap back from baby break. I was telling Casey I'm homicidal because I didn't have a Diet Coke today. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag priv probs. <laughs> I felt like I saw like one of those like clickbait headlines and it was like, Coke finally has a new flavor. And I said, I call bullshit. Coke's had a lot of flavors. Oh, I get you. That's not a... Oh, but this one's going to stick, Casey. I, well, that's true. 
Guys, I just, just all that took. See, see, that's why we pod. That's why, because you guys are bringing the life back into me. Guess what? Here's a flavor Coke's never done, and why? I got to get them on the horn. Coke what mint. Never done a Coke Ooh, mint. Like a, like a, like a Fernet Branca, like a very robust herbally mint flavor with Coke. No, like mm. you put a like a Starburst mint, Starbright mint in it. You know, like. <laughs> Just um, a Mentos in it. as a Andy's in it. yeah, oh. as artificial of a mint as you can get. And Casey, you just you just nailed it on the head right there. Crossover. What do people yeah. like when they're on YouTube? Mentos and Diet Coke and explosions. Mentos flavored Diet Coke. Oh yeah, we can no bring Coke. back that meme. Sure, Coke flavored one Mentos. that a Diet Coke with a Mentos in the cap that you have to snap at the right moment and then it blows up in your face. Snap I'm with Eddie. I'm going, you call it Coke X, and it either tastes excellent or it, it, it explodes. Ooh. Oh, it's like a, one of those jelly belly? Like, is it a you fart or a, a root beer <laughs> yeah, float? Is it Yes. <laughs> is it sour milk or like creams? Oh, nothing beats. We did that for Christmas once with those, like, horrific jelly bellies. Mm-hmm. And sadly, the grossy ones don't don't do it. Don't do it for the old Van Heel household. You just lap them all up. Does it work? You eat it. And you're like, yeah, it tastes like dog food. It's pretty nothing unfazed. No, like, yep, that was gross. I had one, and it tasted like a butthole. Like I really, I've got an iron gullet, but I had one, and I had to spit out. I don't know what it was. It was like snot crack, and I was like, ah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dirty jock! What <laughs> was I gonna say? Uh, Coke explode! Oh, YouTube memes! I gotta tell you something, fellas. You can take the cat out of the the dirty barn, but you can't take the barn. I don't know. what I'm trying to say, but all I'm saying is, like, you gotta you you can you can be in the jerk practice and express yourself, mm-hmm. and you cannot. You have to remember not to do that fully. With coworkers, uh, with the regs, all uh, Charleston Chew incident, right? <laughs> right yeah. So I was talking to a couple of coworkers, good guys, and uh, they were they were talking about I was lifting something like don't get a hernia, and I was like, oh yeah, like that uh, power lifter that uh, shot his intestines out his butthole, and they're like, what? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you know, he was doing a deadlift and he had a hernia so bad that his intestines came out of his butt. And they're like, that's not real. I was like, you guys, I was genuinely shocked. And now looking back, I need to react in different ways. I was like, guys, you're messing with me. You haven't seen. They're like, how did you see it through the singlet? I was like, his singlet ripped. Guys, you're messing with me. And then I have to go for broke. It didn't definitely didn't make it onto YouTube. It's Casey. Somebody back me up. It's here. been scrubbed. I was been scrubbed. Thank you. Do. So no. Yes. No. They, yeah. They would. They would scrub that definitely. Guys, also, that, it's on that's there. like an e-bombs world. Like that was like maybe young, e-bombs. Yeah. The young internet. Like that was one <laughs> of the like five videos that everybody had in their back pocket when it's like, oh, we're all hanging out drinking, smoking a little bit of weed. You guys see that guy's butthole explode. Well, let me ask you this. If you guys claim, well, Casey, you've seen it. Henning, you claim to not. 
or maybe not just not seen on YouTube. And you're a youngster, Nick guy. I claim it doesn't exist. Have you seen? Have you seen the guy, full close up, crouching over the wine bottle as he slowly takes it in himself, slowly, but surely, right? <laughs> you look to make sure there's no good company around. Uh, is my daughter here? Meg's in bed, right? Well, she just came in and gave me like a the bottle story again. No, but so <laughs> this. <laughs> I, is this only famous in my world? But this is a video where it's like slowly, centimeter by centimeter, this guy is sitting on this glass bottle. And then about halfway down, it first of all, as he's sitting, you can tell it's real. It's break, right? Because the veins in his legs are like popping, like getting intense. <laughs> and it's Jesus. like a Ren and Sippy thing. And then sure enough, it's a crazy muscle, right? So this bottle breaks, breaks in half. <laughs> And all of a sudden, and this is like identical to how I was describing it to my coworkers, the blood that pours out of all these insane tendons and nerve endings that are in that very sensitive region, your reaction is this. He's dead. I just saw a man die. Like, it's so crazy. And he starts to kind of flick at the flakes of glass right he's trying to get like the little bits of glass that are like stuck oh (laughs) it goes on after that jesus the the look on these guys face made me feel like like i was the crazy one you know but then it was the crazy one (laughs) no it's just most people see fun things like weird things on the internet you know what i mean casey's right it's been scrubbed from the wholesome clean internet of youtube disney google yeah these existed on yeah e-bombs world was such a good one what else these young internet sites there was a i mean the most famous right is two girls in a cup or three girls in a cup or whatever right but where can you see him anymore or did you see you guys know about the one where the uh the guy the guy has sex with the horse and then the rumor is he dies because you're so you're oh, watching. I know. I, I know more <laughs> there we about go. that. Story there we go. Then there is even. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're, <laughs> we'll tie up the uh, talking about the young turnet. Youngsternet, yeah. Youngsternet, yeah. No, I agree. Like, Hansi, you just saw the dark internet before they called it dark internet. That was just you. You, were, you always lucked into it. Like you That's talking about the, the wine bottle and the butt story, I remember you telling me the story. Oh, okay. Like I've never seen that video, but I was like, I know this video. It's in my brain now. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. But like, I don't think um, I don't think it's crazy if you read a caption that says this is what you're gonna see, to click it, right? Or is that? Am I a little? Am I on the wrong side of history here? No, you haven't been arrested by the. NSA yet. Well, I didn't shoot the video. I'm not the horse tamer. (laughs) I had a friend from college who lived in Nashville, and he was like, that movie was filmed in, uh, like, in Seattle. Yeah. And then, like, after that video, there was a just a, a little to do. little setup like case, obviously. right? What you see in the video. And it's nothing really that graphic because it's shot from a ways away. I just want, I'll let you get back to just a setup. Is you basically see like a pretty hunky, kind of bearish guy holding on to the side of a 
and from a long distance holding on to like a three piece like fence like a classic farm fence and a horse a horse a horse has him from behind if you will all right go ahead casey so that's the video uh so i've never seen the video i know of the video and i guess there is a culture of gentlemen whom that is a thing they enjoy the the equine delights <laughs> sure youngsternet stuff uh, well, so no, real Sternet. That's real Sternet. This is this is real Sternet. <laughs> uh, so I guess it like like I guess no, it's illegal because it's bestiality. Even if the the beast is mounting you, <laughs> sure, that's not fair to the uh, horse, no doubt. So it's illegal in Washington, but it's not illegal in Tennessee. So there's this weird. That's where those guys all went. They were like, "Well, I'm gonna pack up my bags." Because Washington is so backwards, and they all live in and around Nashville now. People that are into ha- so these getting videos fucked by are still, still, they're still they're making fresh ones. You can see a, a hot cut. <laughs> they're dropping fresh mixtapes, and it's they they all live in Tennessee now. Well, let me make it clear: I'm not looking to get the Tennessee pipeline into the hot new vids. This was a famous horse vid on Youngsternet. It was one of the few Youngsternet videos that inquiring minds want to see. I didn't Google search it. I was just on the you know what's the next yeah, craziest you asked, video? You asked Jeeves, can I watch a, a fat old guy get fucked by a horse, Jeeves? There was when we were in high school. <laughs> I go to Jeeves now. <laughs> When we were in high school, there were two websites. One was mulletsgalore.com, and and the other one was just uh, real pictures of dead bodies. And (laughs) (laughs) was this a graveyard? And one was mullets. (laughs) I don't remember what the what the morbid one was, but I remember our buddy Mike Lorenz, who we grew up with. I don't know if I have to bleep that or not. No, not at all. Because every I was having a party, and it was. You know, is he, he fucking a horse anytime soon? No, no, he was just very able to navigate the in, instranet, so we thought. Yeah. But I guess he was just not a complete rube, so he's like, check this website out, and then the whole party got sidetracked, and we were all just huddled around this computer like morbid apes, and he just clicked through this gallery, and it was just like cab driver, sh- gunshot or shotgun victim, and it was just like your mind. It almost was like a um what's that movie clockwork orange thing like just like click more gruesome image click more gruesome image click look what happens to an eyeballs in a corpse over a five-day eclipse more mubid mubid image you know (laughs) see it's already (laughs) rattled my brain (laughs) but uh i don't know how i got oh yeah i just don't have any filter so it was the look much like your looks actually so i guess i need to re-examine many aspects but it was the look on their faces that was like <laughs> it was a, it was an unacceptable look right. <laughs> right they don't have the shorthand we all have right right so or or the the allowance to let you try to explain yourself when you're like no no i mean you guys didn't see that video where the the russian guy shit his guts out <laughs> From lifting so hard? But I don't... You guys don't know that? So that guy didn't die, by the way. So there's also, like, I'm not... He's two guys now. <laughs> I'm just saying, that was a very... Com- the outside I, guy and the inside guy. I feel like that video 
was sponsored by the Olympics even. Like, I feel like that, I write the glass bottle, no. But, like, guy deadlifting. It's a, it's a PSA against lifting that much weight now. No, I think it's just like, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like it's an AFV video. You know what I mean? Almost. <laughs> oh, God. They just put a left slide whistle over his guts coming out. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, suck it in, suck it in. Well, oh, God. Oh, that's so gross. I mean, just the thought of like trying to suck it back in. No, he gingerly touches it. Like, what did I do? Ouch! 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 Let's. I wish him well, though. He probably lifted double because. It's just like when you get calluses on your hands, right? You're only whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Except losing your intestines. No, but they put them back in with a weaker. you know, with a end of a mop. Get out of there. If especially if he's if, if he's lifting for Serbia, you don't think they're going to send him back out? But you don't have the gut callus? <laughs> Scouts well, are made of, of lead now. Um, they replaced him. We can make him stronger, but we only have six hundred dollars. Now I'm just picturing it also like like paper clips and cat hair stop. getting stuck to it. Stop. Like anything that comes, like like that's my house. I have a kid. I have a cat. Anything that touches the floor is immediately covered with weird detritus material. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ruby hey, had hey. some rabbit poop in her Scuff hand today. Scuff it off first. Yeah, exactly. Like, nobody shit your guts out in my house because, ooh, boy. You might get an infection. Five-second rule. What do you feel about cat hair? <laughs> Blow your guts off, Five-second rule. I mean, guys, it's not like Merry Melodies. Like, they didn't come out like spaghetti. It looked more like a like a, like a, a red donut. Bleak. Oh, God. That's even worse. Why did you make it worse? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Well, I mean, Casey uh, Henning, that was the uh, uh, preamble, if you want to introduce the pod. Well, I have a... Oh, yes. Well, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Maybe. Yeah. The... I'm Henning. <laughs> All right. Oh, there he is. There he is. Someone's in his house. Did uh? Did we just have like the cra- We had a really intense. The youngsternet is coming back because whatever just in full force. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the last sixty seconds because I think I don't know what happened. There was a like a glitch in that the matrix. horse is coming for you. <laughs> coming right out of the screen. And he's frothy. Lawnmower man. Who was the god <laughs> of the youngsternet? Wasn't Musk, but. Oh yeah, who would the god of the young? My my book, Tom. My Al, my space, Tom. Al Gore. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Al, Al Gore. Gore and dead face Tom. Gore indeed. Neither <laughs> was more to that guy. Yeah. Fucking yes, my space, Tom. Holy shit. Is that guy rich, Henning? Or is that guy real? First of all, is that a real guy? Is that actually his picture? I believe so. It's yeah, not like a little Debbie situation. Like you put up a guy who looks better than him for marketing reasons. Yeah, like it. That guy's way too I, cool for a computer programmer. I bet he owns some shady thing, like that dude who owns Blackwater. Like he owns mercenaries in China right now. Cause like I, sweet old Tom from MySpace. 
Do you, are, do you guys know? So MySpace was it for the longest time, right? Not not the only yeah. thing, but it was the thing. And so I have to imagine there was certainly a crest. We all know there was a crest to that wave. Now, what do you think happened? So MySpace hits this zenith, right? And let's say it's yeah. worth probably a billion dollars, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. A generous, yeah. All right, generous. Let's say let, whatever amount. It's the an, an incredible amount. Let's say 500 million. Okay? And then yeah. so but then so somebody comes up to him say Microsoft, Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, somebody that has the the dough and is like wants to buy it, but he's like on top of the world, which he obviously was because Justin Timberlake ended up, ended up buying it for like a million dollars. So <laughs> Right, because Facebook comes out, mm-hmm. and then it was pretty instantaneous that MySpace just got annihilated. I don't know where I'm getting with this. I just feel because, like, like if I could, the Napster guy bought it. Did Napster buy MySpace? Well, is that what you're talking about when you say Justin Timberlake? No, Justin Timberlake legitimately the musician bought the... MySpace. What? Oh, the real JT. He did. Yeah. No. That's fucking amazing because that. then he played the guy who was richer than him in a movie. Yeah, he bought right? it and they tried because that to... guy made the right decision. <laughs> right, they tried to re they tried to you know repackage and rebrand it and, and I think the biggest thing he bought from MySpace, which we right. might and be was, the fool. He was trying to be, he was trying to be a music uh, site, the place where all the musicians were. For because it was. Yes, that makes it, sense. That interface was way better for videos Mm -hmm. because it was more like a a hub right you could put your songs we could put our our sketch videos on our on our jerk practice myspace yeah there was certainly it was more yeah it was more myspace and we stuck with it until what two years ago when we started this podcast didn't need a didn't need a, a facebook page but but listen to this so think about justin timberlake buying up myspace what happened is he bought it up after MySpace became – they locked out everybody's accounts. You could not access your account. It just said, sorry, doesn't exist. And then JTT bought it. And, of course, I was looking through – oh, no. Is he not J- Thomas? There is another JTT. Uh, Justin Tony Don't confuse T- it. Justin Tony Timberlake. The original, original Justin Tony. And then there's Justin Timberlake. Can we – just admit that can we whoever we can get as a young uh, piece of clay to mold to make a superstar <laughs> that we make his Tony. name Justin Tony? <laughs> <laughs> can we sell that to the American people? But then his last name has to be T T E A like the drink. So it's Justin Tony T. So you're like, wait, no, it's, it's way too confusing. It's just just Tin Tony. Yeah, T-T-T. just just oh just Tin. <laughs> Tim Tony, and he's in the, and we got to put him in the tin. So dumb. He's just in Tony. So dumb. That's no dumber than Justin Tony. Who's got the tattoos of like words on his face right now? That looks like oh, Brandon six, Waters. Nine? Bieber. No. It does look like Brandon Waters. I can't think of his name. He's po- no, really the, popular. The rapper that's in jail now. Oh, it's no, oh, no, 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 no. This is like a white rapper that wears Dark. leisure suits. And has tattoos all over his face. Oh, Bieber, his name's Bieber, like Bieber. Get like tatted up. M- no, Madonna, but it's not Madonna. But it's, it's a man. Like, it is not Madonna. <laughs> oh, what's his it name? Is now. 
I can't think of it. Where? Yo, but anyways, he, he, he's top. Oh, uh, Malone. Yeah, Post, Tony Malone. Post Malone. Post Malone. <laughs> Tell me, I wasn't close <laughs> with Madonna. <laughs> I was just saying Malone, Madonna. And here's the new single from Just Tin Tony and Madonna. <laughs> and I just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> because we'll have brought radio back and we'll have brought MySpace back. Well, here's here's where I was getting at that with with Justin Tony, you Lake, is MySpace was <laughs> locked down. Mahoney. And then I went back to look for our old jerk practice MySpace, which I knew we were locked out, and it was there. You could access it again, right? So yeah, that means that not only did JTT buy MySpace, he also oh, bought no. everybody's MySpace profile. Right? He was a piece of JT. He has I mean, he had access to sell all that information. Hi, Ash. Oh, oh Justin Tona over here. Harvey was not having it. Madonna. She heard about Timberlake coming in. Don't don't mess with my She's lake. Like, the only Madonna is my father. <laughs> Madonna bother me. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like, conceivably, Justin Timberlake could play jer- jerk practice. He could do a tour of jerk practice and legally show our videos. Well, there's also just this idea that not he didn't just buy MySpace. He bought everybody's profile. And what is it, were in those profiles? Just mountains of information, personal information yeah. to yeah. mine and sell to marketing firms. To the... For all we know, JTT sold a, a, a grip of information to the Russians. Uh, suck it, JTT. My profile was William Jennings Bryant, and my profile picture was one of the people who assassinated Abraham Lincoln. They they Suck it. They put it in t- Casey, you might be the reason that the Russians didn't win bigger than they should have, <laughs> because they, they put a whole agency on you, and they were so confused. <laughs> My quote was "Every man a king." Every and man like, Wait, a king. This guy. That Huey Why is his name William Jennings? And why are all all of his? It's all MIDI music. It's all rap music, but it's all MIDI. We can't learn anything from this fool. Madonna, what an idiot! Get on it. <laughs> Speaking of which, it was funny. We uh, yesterday. Uh, there's a, a local like place that is an arcade. And it, they allow kids and adults to come. It's a bar. They have food. Mm-hmm. So we went. We took Harvey yesterday. What's it called? Uh, it's called uh, Old North Arcade. Oh. It's so it's game. awesome because it's just all these old, amazing video games you can play for free. Like cabinet games? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Like uh, played Bad Dudes for 20 minutes, which is amazing. The best, the best game in the world is – Two brothers in sweatpants who try to save the president from ninjas. Like that's it. That's the game. Are you are you a bad enough dude to save Ronnie? It's the Ron president. Reagan. Yes, so good. And that's so it. Because I read the copy and I was like, I love this game. It's a wonky ass game, but story's great. Nothing beats a game where you can pick up your own weapons and lose them. Yeah. So a lot of like crouching <laughs> and like slide kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing beats a ninja faster. That 90s ninja craze, then crouching and like giving him a little slide kick. You're not kidding with that ninja craze talk. That's a real craze. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. Bloodsport. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, like, randomly saw this other sort of dad wrangling kids. And he had a fucking Sherman. Like, he had William Sherman, Tecumseh Sherman, T-shirt. Nice. Which you don't often see from people that aren't the three of us. Right. So it was sort of like, <laughs> we're coming, he's going, he's got these kids, I have my kid, and just like caught each other's eye and kind of gave him the like... Civil War nod? Yo, the fist. He gave this look like, are you hitting on me? <laughs> sort of. Sherman, kind of. Sherman. He's like, Eat. so I don't know if it was like a punk rock shirt. Like if he didn't know that I knew who oh. Tecumseh Sherman was. Oh, what an egotist. You yeah, got to so assume it was, it everybody knows. Awkward. You got to. Oh, you know Sherman? It's just a t-shirt, dude. Come on, man. Fuck off. Whatever, man. Oh, cool. You know Sherman, too. No, if you're wearing Sherman, you better assume everybody else in the room knows Sherman. Because, you know, oh, he had live in that oblivion. In the world. Yes. He had the tightest one. Tuxedo shoes, Henning. The Sherman sketch. He had no boots. No boots fit his tiny feet. I'm going to make a statement here and now. I've just made a decision, a la post Madonna. Mm-hmm. When yes. I when I ever have liquid enough assets for just all out tattoo money, I'm tattooing tuxedo shoes on my feet. Over oh, yeah, oh oh, that's in honor hurt. of William Tecumseh Sherman. <laughs> just to... and then he'll roll over in his grave and was like, I never wore tuxedo shoes. <laughs> he did. I wore moccasins. <laughs> did he? Am I wrong? No, I don't know. Uh, no, because he wore... it's jerk practice. Also, tattoo a little—I don't know—little dog turd on the bottom that you step He's in. Got, you gotta have a stain on your foot. Some kind of. I'll I'll tattoo the ashes of Atlanta on the bottom of my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> See that William Tecumseh shirt guy wishes he was in our conversation. I know. That's what I was like. This guy, me, dumb dads, together, united, civil war. I think he found that shirt in the trash. It's hard to make (laughs) new friends, isn't it? As an adult, it's just becoming more and more difficult. And so if you get an opening with a guy with a William Tecumseh Sherman shirt and it falls through, what a shame, man. What a missed opportunity. I could have had a new podcast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Civil shirts. <laughs> talk about shirts. <laughs> what are you, you a Haynes guy? Nah, fruit of a loom, you fool. What am I, a Madonna? Let's be honest. Um, podcasts have now become network television. Have anybody else oh, noticing yeah. that? Ron Burgundy yeah. has a podcast. All of the forensic oh God, files are on podcast. How many weeks have we gone and not talked about the fact that someone's paying? Fucking Will Will Ferrell to be Ron Burgundy. I mean, that's it. iHeartRadio. How awful of a half an hour is that going to be? Well, it, I, whether it's awful or not, I'm just saying the validity of podcasts is is upon us. And validity might not be the right word. The corporatism, the sellout, right. man. Pod out, pod Do sell, man. You guys not know they have the uh, podcast awards? It's no longer that underground. Like it's mainstream. Three weeks ago. 
like the iHeart Radio Podcast Awards, in which the only people nominated for awards are people who work for iHeart Radio. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Our our invitation got lost in the mail. It it did. Yes. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Uh, yes. Who dropped the ball on the internet and was supposed to? Do, were we the supposed to submit? Too early. We were too early. We were so supposed to submit the hundredth. <laughs> yeah, they missed it. They were they listened to the Hendy Eighth and were like, "No thanks." Oh man, they listened to Beetle Girls Multi and were like, "Too much, too much for me, man." They're missing out, man. They're missing out. And now, unfortunately, podcasts are um, it's it's shifted from a saturation of madness to a very succinct focus, laser focused direction. Like they're directing very. Um, uh, clean clean is not the right word. There's laser focusing podcasts at people for what they want, the same way ABC, NBC, CBS does. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now, mm-hmm. uh, and I, you know, I've not fall praise, not the right word, but now I don't get, I get my news from a couple news podcasts that are like super succinct, 10 minutes. The daily from New York Times is like 20 minutes on relevant topics of the day, what happened yesterday. Uh, Washington Post. NPR, like they, uh, which is like Rise, like you get like so the news networks have have gotten onto it, the like the Datelines, like literally all Forensic Files did. Do you guys know Forensic Files has a podcast? Oh, why'd you tell me that? I'll, I'll see you guys next year. But do you know what they did? Don't don't bother. They literally just had some schlub in a basement scrub the audio from. Didn't matter if it's visual or not. It's just the audio from an episode. So it's what I go to sleep to every night? Yes, yes. I'll just crash my car into a ditch because I fell asleep. I, but I, the the thing is I've seen Forensic Files every episode so many times that it's like it's like a book I've read a million times. Like I put it in and I can – it's like I'm watching TV in my brain. Like because I've seen – I have all the – yeah. I, I, it's like I know what that guy looks like. I know who's speaking right now. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, there's like Conan, there's a podcast, Conan O'Brien has a podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and it's phenomenal. But it's like instantly shot up to like, they, they do like ratings on podcasts, and immediately it like, these podcasts, Ron Burgundy, Conan O'Brien, Dateline NBC, like the people that have yeah. put in their time, uh, I'm going to put some examples out there for some like phenomenal podcasts, uh, you know. Kevin Smodcast and Last Podcast on the Left and um, what else? Like Dave, Dave uh, and Gareth. Oh Dollop. yeah, uh, the Dollop. Yeah. They're all like yeah. getting pushed out of like yeah. people's eyesight. Like they're, they're not, not featured anymore. They're not new. No, it's it's what I just heard. This it was. Uh, but it's their media. There's a podcast studio in New York, Gimlet Media. Yeah. They built a fucking podcast studio for like 200,000, like some obscene amount, like a huge space in Queens, like six state-of-the-art studios. And it's like this is for a podcast studio. Like the amount of money they're putting up for like what we're doing right now for a couple hundred bucks between us. Oh yeah. Like and they're and, and they're actively like Gimlet Media it may get bought by I forget who it is. It's like a 
Fox or something, sure. like a media company, and it's it, it's not going to be worth what they pay because they've invested a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars into this thing. It's just that house of cards, and they're going to sell it to this big media company that's like, yeah, yeah, you'll make your money back. It's a podcast, and it's all for like fucking MeUndies ads. Like MeUndies, everybody's going to be wearing MeUndies. Maybe the Russians are the ones stitching those underwears because they've been in on it for the last seven years. MeUndies, mattress, mattress people. I don't even, I listen to these, I hear these ads a hundred times a day and my brain is so soft yeah. I can't retain anything. 1-800-Flowers <laughs> maybe. No, Casper, which is interesting. Post, post because it's Blue kind Apron. of, Blue Apron. now, now that they're eating podcasts, which to me was the most like sort of like DIY yeah. bootstrapper sort of like we make content when we want to do it, however much we want to do it on the cheap. Like you cut out all the fucking bullshit middleman sure. and then they kind of blow up and then someone pays you because you someone that some works for me. Yeah. It's, it's a young company and they're like, you know what? This is a cool podcast. Let's throw let's throw some shekels their way. We're young, we're and hip. It, Look at my shirt. Yeah. That's Sherman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the Sherman. <laughs> oh, How much is this pod? How much is this pod worth? Is it worth a Sherman? No, but now it's like now you sort this of content. see mm-hmm. the fallacy in the ad agency is like there are so many people that are just like we need to keep spending this money so I have a job. I see what you're saying. Yeah, of course. So my job is to go like, oh, cool. We need to spend $50,000 on podcast ads. Why? Because uh, if we don't spend it, that money will go away. And then you lose your job and you lose your job and then I lose my job. Right. And now we come to see like people listen to podcasts don't really fucking buy anything unless it's that podcast. Pay for it on Patreon. It is interesting. I'd be curious to see – because podcasts have been a free medium for so long, I would like to see the number. So you were talking about Gimlet, Casey, and for all of you listening mm-hmm. out there, um, and Henning, if you don't know, Gimlet, their biggest show thus far has been the show called Crime Town, which is a wonderful yeah. podcast about yeah. the um, uh, the underbelly of uh, Rhode Island, right? Specifically, Rhode Island, uh, Providence. Like Thank corruption. you. And it was great, and it's so it's good like an and NPR so interesting. Style, like they're all former NPR people, so it's an NPR style sort of like news podcast in which they sort of peel back the history of organized crime and politics in Providence. Now they've just done a season two, which came out a long time ago, but it's not on iTunes. It's only available on a pay-for-play app. So I'm very curious because I thought Crime Town was great and I guess yeah, maybe I'm guilty, but it, yeah. I've got enough content where I didn't follow them to be, you know, I don't got pay to play money for that regard. Like I have Patreon for a couple other things, but I'm a pretty yeah. for myself. Like I, I would easily, it would not be um, wrong for me to say my main form of entertainment is podcasts without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've said that before. You don't know how, yeah. Henning, that you don't know I have time for podcasts. And I've like done the hours. Like I listen to like five or six hours of podcasting a day. I listen to it through my commute, which can be like two and a half hours. 
I listen to like an hour before I go to bed, if I go to the gym, if I go for a walk, like I always have it going. If like Ruby's asleep and Meg's out doing something, I'm not watching TV. I'm listening to like a podcast on the stereo or something. Mm-hmm. But I would be curious to see how that market is going to shift because people are certainly mm-hmm. looking into what's the how can they monetize this, right? In the maximum yeah. amount, right? So will it become like an iTunes? Sorry, honey. Will it become like an iTunes subscription thing, right? Like the way their music is. Ten bucks, you get all the mm-hmm. podcasts you want per month, probably. Mm. Right. That's what it seems like it's doing. It's consolidating into big companies like Gimlet that have a lot of different content. You can subscribe to them and get all this stuff, just like Netflix or yeah, you know Netflix, Netflix versus Hulu versus Prime. I'll be curious because Gimlet, other than having that one show, they don't really have the legs of, like, another... If NPR were to say, we're going to move most of our content behind a paywall, NPR could get away with that because people are... News and good content is synonymous with NPR programming. Gimlet's still really new. So the fact that they're like, hey, we had one good show that you liked. Uh, you can't listen to any more unless you pay. I, Hans, you're, you're the perfect example of someone who listens to podcasts all the time. Right. I'm like the middle. Henning's sort of on the other end. Where you, two you two hours a week if, if And that. I would never pay. Right. I'd be like, okay, that was Even, cool. Thank you. Thank you for what you gave me for free. Even you um, who listens to so much per day, Hans, you, you're not running out of content. Never you're not scrambling for it. I've no. That, I no. guess that's why it's been on my my mind is because I will just I I'll have something I'm listening to, but if right before I go to bed, I'll go to the you know browse, and I'll see what's out. Mm-hmm. And there's gen you generally something new, like as far as like a serial form podcast like a start to finish yeah. that's available for binge. If not every night, every other night that's well produced and under one of these canopies, Casey Gimlet, Wondery, uh, and what else? iHeartRadio, NPR, like all maximum these, there's fun. a the maximum fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, Monaco. but I'll tell you what, there's only one jerk practice, baby. So once all these guys get behind the paywall, we'll be the only game left in town. Yeah, baby. Madonna. <laughs> Nothing beats Madonna free. Enterprises. Did you know Gimlet did um, that show Homecoming? Yes. Yes, I did. That got, I got bought up. That's a neat thing that came out of podcasting. And Gimlet right? has a new show based on the people that created Homecoming. Uh, that's supposed to be very popular. Yeah, it's based all, it's on all good. People that, based on the, mean, from the same people. From the same that, creators, yeah. Okay. I never thought about it. Like, wow. Like, I love that we're kind of rolling back. Yes. Thank content. you. It's back. like, it's like we do radio shows, radio back dramas radio. that become TV. Like, it's sort of this weird undulating thing. Like, that. I, I understand why Gimlet Media is such a big pickup for a media company if you're able to make a show like Homecoming off of a podcast. But it's also interesting in the regression, really, if you think about if there's more people like me, which I think there are because there's a pretty big community. 
instead of sitting in front of Netflix now, we're basically back to sitting in front of the old radio staring at nothing, right? It's back to this audible medium. I just sit and stare at the well. Yeah, (laughs) you don't, though. You're in the car. You're doing something else. That's why it's so popular is because you can do something else, like go to the gym while you're listening. I suppose it does come with you. But sometimes, Henny and I just sit in a closet. (laughs) Lock the door. Especially if it's a spooky one. And imagine the scene playing out in front of you in the dark. (laughs) Well, I have to make a confession. Speaking of spooky stuff. Oh, no. I was going to make it last time. It was, well, if you can hear that clopping behind me, I got to drop my overalls. (laughs) Uh, No, it's like. We are officially a Sandler, Sandlerian household again. What'd you do? Harvey Georgia loves Adam Sandler. Nice. I like that. How uh, do you know? We, uh, it started because of the uh, uh, Hotel Transylvania movies. Oh, sure. Which we got for Christmas from my family. They're enjoyable like classic hey. Sandler voice. You got the whole crew. Bashami? Bashami? Oh, he's so good. He plays a fucking downtrodden dad werewolf. Oh, really? He's, he's in fucking it. perfect. Oh, cool. And Molly Shannon is his wife. She's the mom werewolf. Like, it's cheesy. It's not going to knock your socks up, but it's uh, Gendy Tartakovsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the director and one of the writers, and he's the Samurai Jack guy. Oh, okay. Samurai Jack. Um, uh, Johnny Bravo? Uh, what else? The Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. So the animation is 3D animated, but what Clone I've Wars. noticed, Clone Wars, Johnny Bravo? is it's like back. I don't know if he did Johnny Bravo. He may have done Johnny Bravo, actually. It's like back to a classic Looney Tunes-y uh, uh, squash and stretch. Oh, okay. Like it's super fast and crazy, yeah. and everything's moving and kicking and like goofy dancing. So it's just an Adam Sandler movie with all his friends. Uh, David Spade's The Invisible Man. Okay, that sounds fun. But she yeah, loves it's a it. Fun, it's a fun movie with a good. She's fucking obsessed with it, and there are three of them. Yep. And I've watched all of them at least five, five to ten times a piece. Oh, I can understand that. I'm on a daily Coco um, binge. Day, daily. So Ashley, the other night, Harvey went to sleep. We were having a couple of drinks, and Ashley's like, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to play. I'm just going to play it, and you're going to love it. And I was like, oh, who's it? it's, I hope it's not a kid's movie. So Ashley played the Adam Sandler special from Netflix, 100% fresh. It is yeah. fucking amazing that's what okay yeah it is so good it i feel i feel i take back i don't take back all the shit i gave adam sandler because he's made bad movies but it is so good it is so funny it's edited like he did i didn't even know he did a tour yeah so he's he did this tour across america all these different cities and they literally edit every joke is at a different location. So they have one at like the comedy cellar and different places around America. And it's fucking old school Adam Sandler. He does like classic setup, 
punchline. Everything's a setup and a punchline, but they're all songs, and they're all these big, crazy jokes. And even the ones that don't land, like, he just goes with it. You're like, that's a shitty joke. And then he does this crazy setup and a song, and, like, it's on point. Boom, punchline, something else. It's so good. It is so good. I can't recommend it enough. And it's paced so well because it's just quick jokes, big jokes, quick jokes. And then he ends with fucking – He sings a song about Chris Farley that's just like tugging at your heartstrings. And then he closes with a song about his wife. And I was like, fuck you, Adam Sandler. Like, I felt like I was 12 years old again. I was just like, Ashton and I were just laughing and giggling and just like, he's so good. This Adam Sandler's so good. I heard, just getting back to these podcasts, I listened to Conan Brian has a friend and it's like his fifth guest was Adam Sandler. And believe it or not, like Conan's podcast seems very, very genuine. It's obviously, to me, he's one, Conan's one of the funniest people ever. Yeah. He, he colors, uh, my view of comedy completely so it's amazing but it's also a very genuine podcast so it's very open very honest he's having discussion with adam sandler and then they get to talking about this special and the way conan was talking about it, i was like so good. i think that it's might be I, he doesn't he doesn't blow smoke on his podcast the way he does like on his show where it's like you gotta see old Madonna's, you know, playing, right, you yeah. know, Little River Casino. Gotta see like, Paul Blart too. It's yeah. a real game. No, I was like, I gotta see that. I'm glad you reminded me because then they talk about it the Farley thing too. So worth, it's worth it. It's so funny, and you're like, fuck you, Adam Sandler. You're so talented. Why did you make crap forever, other than to like feed your family? What? Like, it's the songs he plays the out of these songs and they're so funny and they're different genres he does like a fucking european like art house song about like ufc wrestlers having cauliflower ears and it's just like tonally like it's just fucking funny it's just silly well this goes this goes to to something right about the artist um you know paying to play right so adam sandler signed this huge netflix deal like a few years ago everybody was talking about it's like eight films Mm. and everything he's made henning has loved but has been dog shit (laughs) dog shit the the what is it the do-over uh the 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 western the uh, shecky sand shecky sandies uh the the wedding one they've all been so terrible but did he just and but they've all been him and his friends fucking around Mm. it's quite apparent and so he just does this, but what's he really working on? This really passion project that he can, you know. So it's it's interesting. I don't know. It's crazy. You can see why it took him so long. Like I'm glad he did it because every joke, whether it's good or bad or a dumb dad joke, shorty, little bit long, long con joke. There, there's so much involved. It's like, fuck, that's why it took you 15 years to do a set again because it's just – it's fucking relentless. And it just goes it in and out. Like he's at the mic doing kind of stand-up, and then it goes to a song. And then the song builds up to this huge crescendo, and then the punchline's just stupid. It's just fucking dumb. And you just laugh – like – 
it must have taken so much time and effort to make this huge thing he did. It's I was like, okay, that's why it took a while. I'm glad you did it because it was like that's like fucking the old school Adam Sandler albums. It's better than those though. I f- because he's older and he understands like let's not do a long sketch about a fucking snake in a principal's office, which is funny good for what it is, but like I just fear you know what's funnier is something better, something faster. The way I've been rolling is the only way I can watch anything off my brand is if so if Adam Sandler's special starts with fifteen minute segment on a serial killer I don't know about. Otherwise I'm in trouble. Because <laughs> all I've been I've been just wading in a pool of murky seventies serial oh. killer sadness. Just so fascinating. I just can't get enough. I listened. I listened to two different, two different podcasts yesterday on the same guy. You know that guy that has the half beard in Colorado that killed his wife and two kids. His name was like Christopher I Watts. No I have no idea who you're talking about. So there was a guy. And I love that you listened to two different podcasts about a guy that had to get iron. Both like, oh, so <laughs> this was the the Colorado craze of the summer, you guys. This was a handsome, a handsome dad. Good job. Wife had a good job. They had the beautiful house in the suburbs. They had each had a Lexus, and for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, this guy. <laughs> That's also a thing. Each had a Lexus, but well, I'm just saying this guy gets. Has, I mean, it makes has an affair, snaps, and then boom, the next day, roasted. His wife and kids are missing. And he's like, I don't know. But so what's so fascinating is, and why I had to listen to two different shows, is I'm fascinated by like 911 calls lately and like police interviews. And so they were littered with them and they each had different portions of them. And this guy's just like, they're like, so you have one of those doorbells that captures all the video, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's a a doorbell out there and captures the video. They're like, oh, can we see the video? It's like, it's broken, bro. And, but it's like his wife and kids are missing, and I'm just like guilty. Like I'm laying in bed in the dark, going, yeah. guilty, guilty, just whispering. Like Ruby, I, guilty. Like statement analysis has been fascinating to me, and I'm I'm not a statement <laughs> analyst, right? So, but I can mm-hmm. listen to like I think I am. So it's like one, right. and and everybody's guilty. Sorry, like I'm I'm glad I'm not yeah. a detective because I'm like you did it. You know, <laughs> which is sad because you're just a normal detective. Then you're like, ah, I'm fucking tired. This guy did it. Fuck him. Oh my god. Yeah. Lately, yeah. I was talking to He's a guy. I was him. talking to a guy yesterday that was working security detail at an event, and I, I was, was waiting for you. He's working a real cold case. <laughs> no, no. But I was talking to him, and I was like, I don't know. He mentioned something with a motorcycle, so I saw my in, and I went. Would you ever? Did you? Would you ever want to be in a in a bike unit as a cop? I don't know why that was my in. Chips on the brain. <laughs> I guess so. But he was like, no, because I don't like to give out tickets. I went, yeah, it's a hassle. He went, no, I just don't like the way it makes me feel. You know, reprimanding people. I went, oh, you know, I never hear that. I was like, it's good to hear that cops actually don't like doing that kind of thing. Sure. He's like, no, 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 no. Most of us do. He's like, every like everybody I know like loves to fucking bring the hammer down on people. He's like, it just didn't make me feel good. I'm like, oh, all right, at least there's it's one true. of you. It's true. It does take a certain type 
like growing up, like all the kids that that we knew growing up that are now cops. I'm like, yeah, that's the fucking type. I mean, there are, there are some that are like just good, upstanding people who are just, but a lot of them are just fucking ballbuster assholes. So you're like, yeah, of course you're a cop because you like being a fucking douche. Yeah, yeah, I don't know many of them. And but... you like the power of just like, no, no, you know why I pulled you over? Oh, okay. Right. Oh, I didn't even fucking tell you. Ashley and I got fucking pulled over yeah. on our way to visit her mom for Thanksgiving. And it was totally one of these fucking douche, non, we didn't do anything wrong moments. So we're going down the highway. And Ashley is driving, and she sees there's a, a, a police car pulled over. Yep. But there's not another car. He's outside of the car, but he's there with a guy with a camera. Like, he's being filmed for the news. Oh, so, oh no. Okay. So Ashley, like, slows down and under normal circumstances would have gotten into the other lane. But there were people behind us, and there was someone next to her. So she can't switch lanes. So she slowed down as much as she could and, like, scooted over yep. and then passed this cop car with this cop and a fucking news camera. So, of course, he gets in his fucking car, follows us down the road, and pulls us over. Okay. And, and basically – Tell the camera, like, follow me. We no, basically we're like, why uh, – Fried hand. Ashley was in the – like, fucking God bless Ashley. She was like – He's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And she's like, no, I have no idea. Why did you pull me over? And he's like, well, here's the thing. And, like, pulled us over because he said she didn't slow down enough and get into the other lane, which is technically what you should do. But it's what you should do. Should do. But Ashley responded going, I slowed down. There was a car behind me. I did not want to cause an accident, and I couldn't change lanes because there were cars in the other lane. So the motherfucker with the camera just decided to scold her. We didn't get a ticket because we didn't do anything wrong. I don't get it. I don't get it. There was a cameraman with him? Yes. He was filming at your window? He was filming a fucking promo for. I guarantee you, he was filming a promo because it was Thanksgiving weekend. And as you know, over Thanksgiving, they give out a a fucking erroneous amount of tickets. I didn't know that. If you are driving anywhere on Thanksgiving, you are most likely going to get pulled over. Because they're just out. They're doing it. So he was filming a segment. Local news had him squared up on camera over this field and he's talking about driving safely over the holidays mm-hmm. a car comes by and he's just like cracks his knuckles and it's like oh cool you want to get a little b-roll <laughs> so the guy was filming from behind us him at the at the window with his elbow in the window being a fucking dutiful cop just to get fucking film just to get covered so how did, what did he reprimand you with? I don't understand. Like uh, He just was like, you didn't uh, pull over. And Ashley had all the right responses because she was like, I couldn't have switched lanes. I slowed down as much as was safely possible. Slowed but there was a to, car behind us. To avoid next. Basically, she just said, fuck you. What, what should I have done? Because right. she didn't do anything wrong. Well, here's – She yeah. just drove past him at the speed limit. 
and then he was like, eh, fuck it, I need to get, I need to get filmed going up to a vehicle. But wouldn't a reasonable response also be like, when he was like, you sh... Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Getting what? into it? Ashley was she was under the speed limit. Oh, we, were under the speed limit. Oh, we all heard it. She she this isn't a court of law, Ash. <laughs> Traffic court. Uh well, Penning, don't give her the ticket. But he, my my response is this, or Let my record show that, that was bullshit. My Ash. question is this. Would a f- fair response also have been when the officer was like you should have done this, slowed and went around. Her answer is like, I guess I should have done that, but I don't have to do that. That is not a valid traffic law. That would have been nice for me to have done, but you can't write me a ticket for what, what, what could you have written me a ticket for reckless, reckless endangerment? Cause you were shooting a goddamn segment. Uh, he technically could have, if you admitted it, I think that's the thing is like he, if he could have got her to admit she was driving recklessly, he could have given her a ticket for reckless driving. Like, but only if she admitted it. Like if he he was like, you know, why I pulled you over, and she's like, yeah, I I didn't slow down and go around you. Unless you know why you're pulled over specifically, if you know you're speeding, then yeah, like if, unless he tells you you're speeding, you. You can you can say I don't know why you pulled me over. Why did you pull me over? Wouldn't you? Say, and if yeah. he says you, you're speeding, you can you can ask him for what you were driving. Like it's totally legally within your rights to ask what your speed was. You may have you may know full well that you were fucking. Well, speeding. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anytime a cop pulls you over, isn't your answer supposed to be like, No, I don't. I could be writing my name in Spanish with my butt cheeks, and I'd be like, nope, no idea why you pulled me over. I got pulled over in fucking Watertown for driving under. Under the speed limit? Yes, because (laughs) I was driving a... No, it was in between. I was going out towards my parents' house, so I was going, Hans knows this, out towards Lake Campesca. Mm -hmm. So I was going from, quote-unquote, city limits to country limits, and it was going from 25 to 45 oh, at I the know. time. Yes, so I know exactly where you were. In, in the distance between the last speed limit sign to the new speed limit sign. So I was going and accelerating up to what the new speed limit would be. And I was pulled over. And the only reason I was pulled over is because I was driving a red Mustang with out-of-state plates. Sure. And my younger cousin was in the in the seat next to me because we had all all the cousins had gone to a movie, so I just look like a fucking hot dog in Minnesota scumbag uh. <laughs> coming into Watertown trying to pick up these young ladies because he pulled me over and was like, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" And I was like, "No, officer, I have no idea why you pulled me over." So I gave him my my driver's license, and he was like, "Is this your car?" And I said, "No, it's a rental car." Where are you from? You're from New York. Okay. Why does your license, like, why does your driver's license say South Dakota? So it's one of those moments where it does seem a little sketchy. Right. But I didn't do anything wrong. And as I'm talking to him, my cousin goes, Holy shit. And I look over my shoulder. And then the time they pulled me over, they had two drug dogs there. Sure. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
stiffing the car. So already I was like, well, you look like a hell's angel also fucking dead, dead to rights. They, uh, it's, it's, I can't believe you're navigating us in this way. I have a note written. It was something I wanted to talk about, uh, a last pod as well. Two, I guess this was two and a half weeks ago or something. I was, uh, Meg and I had been all over and there's a driving around and there's a park on, you guys know Charleston now. There's a main bridge in Charleston called the Ravenel. It connects Mm -hmm. Charleston proper to Mount Pleasant, which is basically the suburb we live in. And it's this huge bridge. And on the Mount Pleasant side, it's basically, they have, it's called the Riverside or Riverfront something park or whatever. That's this really cool park and walkway. You go out to an, out on a pier. Right about where Patriot's Point is. On the other side of Patriot's Point. Yeah. We gotta get out of this place. Gotta go (laughs) to the waterfront park. So we, we were hanging out at the park and then. It's later on that night. I had to go into Charleston for something. And I, and I always now carry my brother. Jesse got me this really cool pocket knife. It's like really kind of sleek. And it and it comes in handy, obviously, where I'm working now. And I couldn't feel it. It wasn't there. Now, this was now like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm going through my head. I'm going, what do we do today? All right, Meg and I, we were doing this. And then we actually went to this really cool banh mi place in Charleston uh, went to this other stop in Charleston and then went to the park and went, oh, my God, where I am right now, uh, on my way home, I can literally hit all these points like just on my route home. That's perfect. So I hit the bon me place outside because maybe it fell out of my pocket. All right, it's not there. Hit this other place. All right, it's not there. So off I go to the park under the bridge. Oh. At, oh, you know, park. 1030 at night. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm going. You know what? It's a Sunday night. I'm going deep under a bridge. Uh, uh, there's not going to be anybody there, I don't think. Or there's. I'm going to immediately know that you know, Dirty Mike and the boys hang out under this bridge. Yeah. And then, so anyways, I go down under there. I get out. I turn my light on. So now, and I was the only one under this bridge, and it's a big park. I got the light on my cell phone, and I'm out looking around, and I go like, "What it? Like if I was a cop." This would be on one of my stops, like on my regular drive-bys. I would go to the park under the bridge, no doubt, like once an hour, because anybody down here should not be down here. It's that kind of place. So I'm like, what am I going to say if a cop comes here and I'm (laughs) alone? I lost my knife at the park earlier today. So anyways, so that doesn't happen. I don't find my knife. And I'm driving away, again, the only guy under the park, and what happens? Whoop! This cop car pulls out right behind me, and I am legit the only car for like a mile. Because it's kind of, it, it's just secluded. And I was like, there yeah. is no way yeah. this guy like, is I not pulling me over. It doesn't matter what I do, I can drive perfectly. Yeah. He's just seen me walking around under this park and I'm the only one here. And then to make it worse, I was like, well, I'm going to take, I I had the turn wrong. So I literally pulled into the other lane of traffic to take a left-hand turn (laughs) almost into somebody else's yard and then skipped back into the (laughs) lane and kept driving, you know, under the speed limit. I was like, and I, I, obviously, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't legitimately the doing anything wrong. In the world. But I'm just going to have to have this conversation of I was under a bridge in a park looking for my knife. Why couldn't it just wait? Because what, I, I, Finn? Like, 
I don't want because the real thought in the back of my head was somebody's going to use this knife for murder, and it's going it to all right come back, back to, to me. But then I was Not like, even to you, it comes back to Jesse, and he goes to jail. <laughs> what if somebody did get murdered under that bridge, left the knife, and now I've put myself at the scene of the crime, looking? For, <laughs> what do you mean you're just looking for the knife? So, anyways, I'm about to have this conversation with the cop, and miraculously, you know, my heart's beating out of my chest. This guy just, I think what, he didn't pull me over, obviously, because that would have been part of the story. I think the turn, the the swerve into the oncoming traffic and the weird turn and the skip back, he was like, this guy's a moron. Like, I, this guy's a tourist. He's pant, like, he's such an idiot. And he's like, there's no here, here. There's nothing worth it. Yeah, right. And, uh, that doesn't sound very cop-like. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't oh, know why I didn't get it. Too much hassle. Gotta... I'm not going to pull him over. Too crazy, this guy. It may have been like the last half hour of his shift. It had to be like, something. It's too much. I don't care. I don't. <laughs> but I was ready to have that conversation. It would have been, a, you know what, to be honest, because there would have been nothing he could have got me for. It would have been worth it for the podcast had that continued. Because I, I think I'm too honest to be like, because Meg was like, well, you wouldn't have told him you were looking for your knife, would you? And I was like, yeah. She's like, why didn't yeah, you say sure. you were looking for your keys or something? Like, why would you say knife? But I'm driving. He would know I have my keys if I'm driving. <laughs> well, here my thought was, if I don't tell him the truth about the knife and then somebody gets murdered with the knife, I just lied yeah. to a cop about the knife. And then yeah. you're fingered again, double fingered. Yeah, they're gonna. And then I guess I should have let it go further because then all of a sudden I got a sweet docu series in podcast form and Netflix form, a la the staircase, um, the knife, the bridge knife. Because you. you got a you got a you got a very awesome beard coming in. And as you were talking, I was just like, if that happened, that's just Hans with a beard and cornrows because he's in jail. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, gets tape face all tatted up like Postin Mahoney, like Justin, like Justin <laughs> Tony. <laughs> that's a good. Let's be honest, that's a good name. I mean, and it's a fitting name for like a country star. Like, welcome to the stage, Justin Tony. It's a better name for like you know, like a new wave. Like, I want to see Justin Tony do the Super Bowl, man. Oh my God. Couldn't be any worse than the Justin Tony that that apparently strode the boards at the Super Bowl. Are you talking about Maroon Five? That's, I mean, all I saw afterwards was people grousing about it. <laughs> and I love nothing more than the sweet frustration of like, I don't know what else to do. I'm going to take my shirt off. Oh, is that? I didn't see it, but he. I won a dollar. So the big controversy was for those listening. Apparently, uh, Adam Levine, lead singer of Maroon 5, who did the Super Bowl halftime show, is connected with Colin Kaepernick. There's a controversy in the NFL about being a patriot to the national anthem versus um, expressing your beliefs that there's a racist construct in America. And so, basically, it's like a lot of people turn down the Super Bowl halftime show because they're like, no, I don't want to support an NFL that doesn't support its black players, African-American players. Adam Levine did it, and he just said, look, I'm an entertainer. I want to do the biggest show ever. That's fine. But I support Colin Kaepernick. So everybody's like, he's going to take a knee. He's going to do this. And I was like, nope. And I won a dollar because I said, here's how he's going to do it. 
he's going to wear a pair of goddamn Nikes and act like he's a pariah. And I had to leave. I missed halftime. And my brother texts me. He said, you want a dollar? I went, Nikes? Yep. Yes. I love that. That's your fucking protest. It was like, well, I wore a stylish, expensive shoe. And they were like a very custom, custom Nikes. Even the laces oh, represented well, he something. Get off the rack Nikes. He got special <laughs> Levine designed Nikes. He had a pair of Levines. He should have off the rack. He should have made his own shoe. You should have signed a deal with Kmart and then had his own shoe. He has a Kmart line. You do you did you know that? No, I didn't. Adam Levine, Mister Cool, has a Kmart line of clothing. And it is uh. dog shit. It's called like Levine jeans or something stupid. Levine jeans. It's written in that Ashkashi font. Because Adam, to me, like yes, there's a lot of like L.A. to him. But I was like, he's, he's a stylish guy. He's obviously a good looking guy. I was like, I can see him style. And Kmart has to put their ass wipe smear on. Like it's so amazing. Like Kmart's like so spiteful in my opinion because i was walking through there to buy those basketball shoes casey i bought everybody a pair of basketball <laughs> shoes like six years ago <laughs> at kmart and oh, they all cut God, up everybody's like feet so it was like we were <laughs> shards was... of plastic like in random spots like it's all of my foot bleeding i was like the guy from saw i was like jigsaw i gave everybody shoes and everybody's feet were bleeding when we played a pickup game anyways i walked by his clothing line and from a distance i was like oh that shirt's stylish so those look like a cool pair of jeans and then you get closer and like the jeans just have two oversized buttons on the back pockets the shirt has a collar where the pocket should be. It's just like, they're like, no, we need to do something extra to show that you shopped at Kmart, you piece of shit. I swear that that's what they do because it took more effort to ruin a, a somewhat reasonable piece of clothing to make oh, it I Kmart wish. recognizable. Adam Levine's shirt, instead of a pocket, it was just a tinier version of the shirt you're wearing as the pocket. <laughs> No, it's stuff like yes, it's stuff like the pen in the neck hole. No, it's like all right. Say it's a really standard shirt, like because you're an adult, you don't need to wear like you should just wear. If you want a blue button-up collar shirt, that's what it should be. You're like, all right, cool, Levine's jeans. You did it, and then all you do is flip the cuff, and it's like Spider-Man, like on your arm. You know what I mean? It's just like, how can you ruin more and more clothing? It's insane. Yes, so his shoes, it, they would from a distance they would look like a normal pair of shoes and you get up close and drawn on one side is a boot and drawn on the other side is a sandal. <laughs> I've always thought it's just that. Two boxes. I've always thought that like Kmart, Target, like because we didn't have a lot of money growing up, so we got our clothes, you know. Where are you can afford to get From clothes? And I would be like, all right, well, all right, if we got to get our clothes at Walmart, these pants look normal. And then you put them on, and you're like, doesn't it take more effort to put nine sets of pleats a in a pant? <laughs> Just don't put pleats. You have to pay somebody to pleat a pant. You do that out of spite, so all the kids will know I'm wearing Walmart <laughs> pants. <laughs> you have the Hakeem Olajuwon jeans for fucking... Woolworths. Right, exactly. Akeem Olajuwon had a pair of shoes that were only available at Walmart. 
on all, for all intents and purposes, they looked like a normal pair of high tops. No, they had to stamp like basketball textured writing all over it in like a weird angle that just from a distance kids could see like, wait a minute, you're economically this <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> no, I agree. Like a basic, like if you cut a silhouette of a pant front and back, it can be the same. And if you sewed it together, like the most Soviet era, like <laughs> front is back, back is front. Like it would look better than like, why, why is there a Florida Lee's? Yes. And then like kitty corner pleats. They're not even normal pleats. They're pleats across the knee. So I have, I've had theories on this forever. Yeah. Knee pleats. Exactly. I knee think pleats. that the, the more, um, uh, lucrative clothing brands invest in the cheaper clothing brands to ensure that they're dumpy. So you end up finally having to shell out. I think there's something there like, or the designers are sadists. That really are like, because if you're a clothing designer for Walmart, you're not shopping at Walmart. Like, I think the clothing designers for Levine's jeans hate poor people. Yes, I agree. Because they make poor people jeans look so disgusting. Like, you know, you're like, that's a Levine jean and yes. not in a nice way. No, exactly. You know how you know that's a Levine jean? The, the, and again, it costs more money. Why does a Levine jean have an extra three inches on the crotch zipper so it bubbles up and is weird. <laughs> more zipper. I don't need that much crotch. That's Pull not a standard. That's a, that's a Vietnamese zipper. Like, that's not a standard zipper. They had to add two no. zippers together. It zips from... <laughs> it, 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 it zips from the bottom. The it top. The bottom. <laughs> to, to, to close it, you zip south. That's why it's so weird. <laughs> Oh, I love your zippers on the the bottoms of your jeans. Ooh, he's got a wrench pocket. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> like a perfect outline of a wrench on their jean. It's a Levine jean. Oh, man. Yep. Zipper just goes sideways from the mid-thigh, cross your junk to the other thigh. It's like a C-section scar. It's like this awkward, like... Who zips their pants left to right? But seriously, it can be so subtle. Like it, but it always has to be. Like it might even just be. Always like, has to be there, though. Yeah, like a patch that says "cool," like on the inside <laughs> seam. No, no, I put the patches on. You don't choose for me. <laughs> oh man, it's cool with a K. Like there's something always <laughs> off. Yeah. Oh, there really is. Go, I, I, you know what? To all our listeners out there, I want you to go to Walmart, go to Kmart, and I want you to try on an ensemble and take a picture of yourself in the in the dressing room, fully clothed, and I will personally pick out why that looks terrible on you <laughs> and why and what's wrong with the clothing. I will spot it. No, I will spot right. it. I've gotten a Levine. Well, it sounds like what no. you're saying. It's it's obvious to everyone what's wrong. Uh, it has to be obvious right. for the conspiracy theory to work. Well, let's all let's so, so everybody go out poor. there and do it, and let's see next if we time, all three connect on it. Let's let's prove yeah. this conspiracy right. True. 
True spirits. I agree. Even if you go as close to regular gene as possible, you get Levine gene because they're like too stretchy. Right. Yeah. Like you're like, wow, this is comfy, and then like two days later, it's fallen off of you. What and what's what's crazy about that? There's a goddamn cotton surplus. We all know there's a cotton surplus in the world. What is you can make pants out of 100% cotton, but they add like tone ron to like Levenium. some crazy fabric that makes it like, or after one wash, or, it, it makes them into shorts. <laughs> <laughs> like you, yes, you can buy a, it, it even might. Yes. Here's how deep the conspiracy goes. You might even there's, you might even try on a pair of pants that look great. And have a nice sheen to them, have a good, like, crisp look. You wash them. Zipper goes normal, one button. One wash, and you're wearing painter pants. Yeah, with two hammer loops on it. Like, you didn't even know how it happened. Like, it washed away a veneer. <laughs> I love the idea of washing a jean into a worse pair of jeans. You're like, where'd all these extra loops come from? Yeah, yeah you, shouldn't have, you shouldn't have dried them. Sorry, you washed them into boot cuts. <laughs> Oh man, Levines—they always fit like they're your dad's. You, yeah, right. I, ah, I'm getting—I'm like hot under the collar now, thinking about. It. I didn't know that's what we're going to talk about. And I started talking, telling you guys I was feeling very, very, very rage-filled today. And now, like, the podcast was leveling me out, but now it's like I feel my face getting flush because I'm an everyman. I fight for the everyman. I'm a booker. I'm a Beto Booker. 2020. Beto Booker. Beto Booker. Or Booker Beto. That's oh. my ticket. Corey T. Corey Ooh, Tony. Good luck. I'm a Tony good Justin good man. Indeed. Tony Justin Tony 2020. Just- that even has a ring with alliteration. <laughs> Tony Justin. Or Justin Tony. I don't know what's better. Uh... Guys, I have more on the list, but I feel pretty satisfied. How do you guys feel? I think me too, yeah. Did we uh, did we, we miss anything from the week, fellies? I don't think so. I'm, I'm with you. I got notes, but it's nothing pressing. Hmm. Oh, guess what? I feel what? like we can show these Levines in the old wash. Yeah, let's wash this one and find out what we get. Let's wash it into, <laughs> and let's see how many pleats come out. And Let's see. How, here's a new phrase. We end with a new phrase. Let's see how many pleats come out in the wash. <laughs> I just love the zipper that goes fucking south to north. How is that? How did we not think of that for homemade jeans? I don't Reverse know. zipper. Do you need we, got the, we got the tone rod in there. I know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, giant people, back pockets. people are clamoring for a, for a homemade sequel. Do we going to do homemade shirts? <laughs> we can do a homemade shirt. But we're not talking homemade, right? So we need to talk about like talking Levine made. What uh what's a what's a Kmart, what's a Walmart, what's a Shopco? What are they considered? What's their category? Uh, bargain bin? Box stores? What are they? Oh, Retail okay. stores? Uh, yeah, what's the what's the opposite of Okay, it's a high high end jeans retailer but made <laughs> to look <laughs> like the Walmart? So you have just call it Chinese shirts. Oh, oh, spicy man! We almost made it through the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I gotta made... leave you with something. The reason they're so bad is because they're made in America. They're made in the deep <laughs> south. 
<laughs> They're made by real Americans who don't know how to do anything. Ma- oh, the shirt's <laughs> terrible. It was made in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans jeans by Levine. That's exactly what it's a, it's just instead of homemade jeans, it's American-made shirts. Oh yeah, right. Put Tecumseh to, of, bring it all back. Put Tecumseh Sherman right on the tag. Oh god, it's, he's on the front, and it was it looked like a printer, like a shirt your mom makes. Like it was like fresh from your home printer, ironed on. Oh yeah. It had that like cloudiness of the like. It's a printer ink. It's it's not like a legit leather or like vinyl. Oh, it's so good. Yes, everyone has to have a Civil War general somewhere on it. Well, oh, I hey, I got Stonewall. I don't want to. So let's tease the next episode. Did you guys know? Let me blow your minds with this. And if maybe you already know this exists, but I'm not making this up. And I thought the people that told me was making this up. And this wraps back to the the coworkers that thought I was crazy for the bottle video. They're telling me this stuff, and I thought they were crazy, like making this up. So you you're familiar with Mount Rushmore, right? Right. Did you Four know there True. was a Mount Southmore? Did you know that there was a civil the uh, a Confederate Mount Rushmore that really exists? No. How did I not know? I did not know that. It is in the side of a mountain, giant. It's it's more of a flat relief, like they chiseled out. Like oh, I see. They didn't do the work. No, it's it's huge. Right. They chiseled out. They made a relief, and it is generally Stonewall Jackson, Jefferson Davis, and then some dump. I don't know. Insert gum For, forest. Nathan Burnside. Bedford Forest. Uh, Burnside, Burnside was on our side. Okay. Burnside's yeah, always we on got our the sideburns, side baby. But I think it's called like Smoky Mount or something. I was like, you guys are making this up. Sure enough, you can look up a picture of it. There is talk about like controversial, you know. How the fuck did I not know that? How did I not know that? We do often okay. talk American, mainly Civil War history. We didn't know there was a mountain carved with Confederate generals in it. Uh, Mount I'm writing down. I got another. I got another story for you. Nice, Henny. Nice. Don't worry, that baby didn't get lost, Hen. Mount Hushmore. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing, yes. No, don't tell the North about it. Keep it quiet. We'll put Harry Potter on here and no one will know the difference. What did you did you have some case? Uh I know I have a story for next time about Graceland two. Oh my god, so we got T O O. We're going to get the history of Mount Hushmore. We're going to get some Graceland. And guys, I want to give you one more teaser. Everybody, you guys, you guys and the listeners, my parents are in town and they just gave me my art portfolio from the Art Institute, Minneapolis, and I have yet to crack it. So there might be some something comparable to for those of you that know listening to my white crayola drawing of oj simpson that says bad mamma jamma in pencil next to it that's hanging above my mother's bed right now (laughs) so we have a lot we have a lot of good stuff for all you listeners out there so some great assemblage Mm -hmm. oh yeah all right what do you say fellas henning take us out 
Sandler, 100% fresh. Apparently, he's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, it's worth it. Of course, he ended with the Sandler. He's so oh, integrated. Oh, my God. It's on the Sandler dime, man. What what do we what do we say? Don't get caught. General <gasps> Tecumseh knives. Sandler on Henning's shirt. Let's... <laughs> and yes, oh God, we need to that. make that a General Tecumseh Sandler shirt. Tecumseh Sandler. Ooby dooby. I'm wearing tuxedo shoe dooby. Civil War. Civil War to show the North that there's such a bore. <laughs> Fifteen years on that one. Oh man. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I don't even remember how we end it. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. How about those Levine's jeans, guys? I got mine on right now. A little snug in the ankles, but that's okay. Um, yeah, audio issue again, guys. I'm sorry, but the content is just so good. Ego trip. Got a ego trip here. I made the duck blue because I wanted to see a blue duck. He made a green duck. God, I'm such a turd. Anyways, we're recording tonight, and the audio is going to be crisp, clean, and country music, baby. Oh, this is so shitty. It's like I've got energy because I had coffee, but no content behind it. I'm a husk, a husk of a man. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs>